The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. It's a lot easier said than done. I mean, how do you get into the mindset, especially as a parent, and I speak as someone who does not have kids, but how do you get into that mindset? How do you prepare yourself mentally to handle this? And how do you prepare your kids? Well, we're joined by Dr. Simon Treppel. He's a dad and a child and adolescent psychiatrist to maybe help parents out there get a feel for how to prepare themselves and their kids for the upcoming changes because school will be different. And uh, Dr. Treppel, I guess that's maybe the, the first thing we start with is how do we explain those differences with children and uh, prepare ourselves for that difference? Yeah, it's a good question, and uh, thanks for having me on the show again. Um, I think that um, this is all kind of a shock to all of us, including myself, quite frankly. And uh, this is day one of finding out we are going to be going back, that things are reopening, and that comes with so much ambivalence and confusion and, and feeling like none of us are ready. And so I think it's okay to start off by acknowledging and validating that none of us feel ready to go back. So let's start off with that. So... Um, and but we also have five, four or five, six weeks now from now till when schools are going to be opening to start getting ourselves ready. And actually, five or six weeks is enough time to start getting ourselves reacclimatized to being in public again, to being around other people again, and also starting to formulate some good plans about what is it going to look like. Um, so the first thing I would do is I would sit down with my kids. I have five of them, and we're going to have a conversation sometime over the next few days. And just I'm going to tell them the dates. We're going to put it on a calendar so we start to orient ourselves back to time, back to schedules. And then I'm going to ask each of my kids individually, uh, what's, what's like one or two things right now we kind of have to work on to get us ready for school? And it's going to be different for every one of my kids. <clears throat> and I think that's a good place to start. I think that's key is that each kid is going to handle this differently. One kid may say, doesn't bother me at all. I'm not worried about it. I'm not scared. Then there'll be another one who says, uh, I can't go. I'm too scared that I'm going to get this virus. So how do you get uh, maybe that one that who's not afraid at all to maybe have some healthy fear and the one that is unhealthily perhaps afraid to maybe pull back a bit from that to get that middle ground? Well, if they're kids, you can tell them. But if they're teenagers, you're going to have to watch them struggle and then be there to support them when they come back and tell you their plan didn't work. So um, I think that's the way to go. Um, you can manage Truth. children, but, but you really have to kind of observe, witness, and then hopefully negotiate with teenagers. Um, I, I, I think it's about a third, a third, a third. Um, and even the adults I talk with, about a third of adults and kids and teenagers are, are pretty overwhelmed still with everything that's going on and don't want to go back at all. About a third are just, you know, water off a duck's back. Everything's fine. When do we get to go back? I miss my friends. And about a third are kind of, of sort of have a foot in each column and are ambivalent about things. I think some parts of going back will be great, but there's going to also be lots of stresses and anxiety. So, you know, I, I think, again, starting to just connect with our kids and connect with ourselves about what, what are going to be the biggest issues for our families or our kids going back. And as you, as you, I was listening to the news as you guys were talking, um, the gentleman that talked before spoke about how each division is going to have different challenges depending on the size and shape and values of the, of the school as well as of the school division. And I think the same thing would be applying to families. 
But I'll be honest with you, it feels like Hunger Games, and I feel like we're just getting our names picked soon, and we're all going to have to go out there. And I think that if other people feel like that, I think that they're not alone. Okay, so maybe telling your kids that it's going to be like the Hunger Games, maybe not the best way to approach it, or... um... So that was an adult joke, Tristan. Um, (laughs) That was a joke for the parents to laugh at along because the parents are the ones listening right now. I'm not suggesting we actually put our kids' names in hats and draw them and and terrify them. But I am saying that it speaks to this idea that we've we've lost a sense of connection. We've lost a sense of time. We've actually lost a sense of society. And so a lot of us feel lost. And so when I talked about the Hunger Games, I was just talking about the fact that we feel like we're almost in this poke post-apocalyptic kind of scenario, even though we're not. And so I wanted to speak to just that feeling of of feeling disconnected from our regular life, from school, from friends, from work. And that's okay to feel like that as well. And we're going to let our kids and reassure our kids that we're slowly, not quickly, but slowly and practically going to get reconnected and we're going to problem solve things along the way. See, I, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I, I, but you know, I, but but I don't have kids, so Which there is you why go. He doesn't have kids. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, what about the teachers, Simon? Because already they sometimes spend more hours in the day with with kids, our kids, than than we do, and already they're on the front lines. I think of of noticing if a child is out of sorts, and they're very good at that. It's 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 part of the job, but not part of the job. If if you if you get my meaning, they're there to teach, but I think good teachers are also got the pulse on on how their students are doing. But my concern is that. We've heaped a lot of extra pressure on kids, and as a result, when they go back, the teachers may be seeing more of that. Are they going to be expected to be mini therapists? Do we need the province to say, listen, we need to put more counselors in schools to take that pressure off of teachers? Yeah, it's a really great point. I do believe the mental health of our students and our teachers and our parents is going to be under a lot more stress in the next few months and probably the next year or two. So I think that adding extra mental health supports um, is an excellent idea. I'm not exactly sure what those would be look like. I'm not sure if that's guidance counselors or psychologists or, or extra helpers or, or parent supports. At the same time, we've also got to limit the amount of people that are in buildings as well. So adding extra people for mental health starts becoming a bit of a, a challenging issue. But I agree with you 100%. I, I don't know if all teachers are natural therapists. Um, I think maybe that one's about half and half as opposed to a third, a third, a third. Um, but I, I know that every teacher I've ever met has cared about their students and cared about their students' learning, but also cared about their students as people. And uh, and I think you talked about good teachers. I, I think teachers are such great people to dedicate your life to teaching the next generation and and as you mentioned there's a lot more supervision mentorship there's a lot more role modeling going on for many teachers so they will absolutely act not like therapists but like uh, parents like proxy parents in in some ways for their Mm -hmm. because they know how worried all the all the parents are going to be about their own kids in school but I agree that I don't think it should be left up to the teachers I, I actually think teachers have had some of the most stress um, placed upon their shoulders for all of COVID because they've been asked to switch so many things about about how they do their jobs and how they do their lives so radically and so quickly, I think almost unlike any other area. And, and they're being asked to switch again. So I think we have to ensure that we give teachers as much support as possible or else we're going to have a lot of teachers burning out. 
um, this is a very difficult scenario for anybody. And then to, you know, make them uh, have them encourage them to learn on top of that very complex things. It's going to be really difficult. So we have to lower expectations right away off the bat. We have to go slow. And, uh, and then we've got to sort of feel this out. And we, but we have to make sure we support teachers with extra mental health, extra probably eyes and ears to help out with some of the mental health issues that are absolutely going to pop up. Um, but at the same time, we've also got to be making sure we're checking in with our teachers. Dr. Simon Treppel, uh, appreciate the insight. Um, and in all due seriousness, despite my Hunger Games suggestion, I think that uh, <laughs> I, I think it is a very an apt, a very apt way of, of looking at the scenario. So thanks again for your input. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me again. The news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.